Bismillah, Lord, be a smooth internet connection. <laughs> I'm Sada. And I'm Sada. And this is No Say No Ma'am, a weekly podcast where we drag our timelines for being trash. If you want to get in touch with us, you can hit us up on Twitter at NSNM Podcast or with the hashtag NSNM, or you can email us if you even have an email at nosaynoma'am at gmail.com. Always welcome to hear your thoughts, opinions, things, yes or yes ma'am, whatever you want. Disclaimers. Um... We are in different countries again, <laughs> which means that we're going to have to deal with all of the struggles that come with that, yep. logistic struggles. Y'all don't know what we go through. No but idea. it's okay. It's the worst. We, we're... But we do it <laughs> because we love you and we love this. So Yeah. So, Aslan, this podcast might take uh, anything between seven and eight days to edit. <laughs> <laughs> because so. I, I feel like it's it's gonna be a lot. It's gonna um, be too much. But yeah, I don't have any any other disclaimers. Um, then let's just get straight into it. Please, let's let's just dig in there. Cool. The last week and a half. I feel it's been almost two weeks since we recorded our last episode. Girl, it's been longer because I've been Fibilad al-Kuffar for three weeks. Has it? So... No, but okay, let me say since since I, since I we released the last episode because we released the last episode mad late. So. Yeah, yeah. So it's been about two weeks, almost two weeks since we released episode 20. And um, they have been a very eventful two weeks. Like, But does it ever stop though? I feel it, like... It doesn't, it doesn't. I mean, we say this every week. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna like put a positive spin on it and then I realized that there is no positive spin. Girl, yeah. Mm-mm. It's always a struggle. Yes it is. You're always out here with some trash. Um let's start with uh Trump. Oh my <laughs> the god. Biggest trash really? of all. Do you wanna s- I thought we were gonna like ease into this podcast, but no, sure, tell us how you really yeah. feel, Sada. Balls to the wall, like let's just let's do this. <laughs> okay. Um do you want to tell the story, like some give some context? Um, you do it. Okay, so if y'all don't know, um, was it a video or just the audio? I think some videos has have been released. I mean, as far as I as as I've seen, it's been audio because it's been on the news. I don't think they actually like aired video footage okay so it's it's a conversation between trump and whoever was interviewing him and it is from 10 years ago Mm -hmm. um and in this conversation you can hear trump saying some very um disturbing things i want to say um where he talks about Basically forcing himself on women because he can, because, you know, he's rich and famous and, um, you know, he, he believes that he doesn't really like consent doesn't basically apply to him because he's rich and famous. And he said, he says that, like, I think he says something like, uh, oh, they'll let you do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And then he uses whatever. Yeah. There's, there's, um, there are some crude parts in there. Um, actually, no, I will mention exactly what he said. 
because um so if you are under 18 or you know or sensitive cover your ears for the next 20 seconds i'm i'm sure like half the planet has already you know read or heard what he said but go ahead so he says you know they'll let you do anything if you you know if you're famous or if you have money they'll let you do anything you can grab their pussy whatever Mm, cringe (laughs) the issue is that trump says these words he gets now 10 years later there's a huge backlash people are saying how crude it is how unpresidential it is for somebody to talk like that how demeaning and disrespecting to women how it's like sexual it's basically sexual assault um, how about. illegal also right, i mean how illegal it is all these things and um the trump campaign comes back with well you know, oh, this is just locker room talk. This is just, you know, this is how guys are, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was Trevor Noah or someone, I don't remember, who was like, if this is how guys are, if if y'all are really saying that this is how guys talk, this is how guys are, then then you need to re-evaluate, reevaluate like who these people are that you're hanging out with, who these guys are that, that you're like surrounding yourself with, like, Nobody talks like that. Mm-hmm. That's not locker room talk. And I mean, I guess, I guess what what people uh, normally mean by uh, locker room talk is basically a bunch of guys um, who you know talk about their sexual exploits, you know, when there's no women around and all of that, which I understand, and maybe they do it in some very crude terms, but usually they're talking about consensual sex. Like not like not I'm gonna grab her whether forcing you know, she wants it or not themselves on women because they have the power to do so. Here's the thing. I'm not I'm not surprised that he said those things and that he really thinks these things Mm -hmm. but i was kind of surprised by the reactions right you know like people who are saying oh it's just words and you know if you've never said that kind of thing to your homeboy then throw the first stone and all of that but i don't think these people realize that that is exactly how you perpetuate rape culture exactly like that is that is such a huge problem that has consequences that you may not realize because you think it's just words. Words normalize things. It makes exactly. people desensitize. Exactly. When you talk about this stuff and you're saying, oh, these are just words, whatever, ha, 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 then then people start to think that that's normal. It's normal for me to speak this way. And if it doesn't bother you, then maybe it's normal for me to even actually act this way. Like, what's to stop you? And the, the interesting... A uh, plot twist is that apparently th- those weren't even just words because a few women uh, came forward saying that they have been, you know, abused or um, sexually harassed, at least by Trump. And I mean, that's not news either. And um, obviously that opened up a whole other can of worms of like, oh, why would they say that now and not like 30 years ago when it happened? And, you know, the timing is really uh, suspicious and all of that. As they do uh, with every public figure who's accused of sexual harassment or assault or rape. That's always the first argument to come up. Here's my thing, though. Mm -hmm. Why are we surprised? 
Trump has a track record of this. If you look at before this, the, these recordings came out, he was we were you know the the scandal before that was the Miss Universe or whatever. Mm-hmm. Her, yeah, the Miss Universe pageant and that lady who talked about and she talked about it from the from jump from yeah. when it happened. Yeah, the fact that he basically verbally abused her like. The entire time. So I don't understand why anybody's surprised now or like, oh, this is suspicious. No, it's not. It's part of a clear track record that Trump has. Also, if you just look at his personality, like, he's trash. He's a gross person. Why are you surprised by any of the stuff that's coming out? And I I honestly don't even think the timing is suspicious because I think that when you face that kind of abuse, especially from someone who's, you know, uh, rich and famous and who probably yields power over you, um, it's really difficult, I would assume, to, you know, go public with that kind of thing and have it be your word against his. Right. But I think the fact that people are starting to like seriously question his character has given these women courage right. that, you know what? Well, people know he's a pig now, so maybe they'll believe me, you know, like. Exactly. Exactly. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I get it. I totally understand why so many women are, you know, coming forward now as opposed to 10 years ago when it supposedly happened. Like. Also, <sighs> let's be real. This is a presidential election, and this happens at every presidential election. People dig up the the candidates' past. Mm-hmm. They try to figure out what kind of person they are. The media is always harping on some personal story. Like this isn't a, a shock for people to be like, "Oh my God, why are they doing this to Trump?" Or this is this is what usually happens. This is what happens every time. So, and this is what Trump did with Obama yeah. with like the whole birthing, you know birth certificate yeah. thing. It's the exact same. I mean, I think it's just like a natural progression <laughs> in Trump's history of being a trash person. Like this is it. So people are questioning are questioning um, these women who came forward and saying, "Oh, it's suspicious," and this is timing. Okay, so let's talk about how Trump um, still thinks that the Central Park Five are guilty. Even though they were proven innocent. And if you guys don't know this story, so the Central Park Five are five kids, black and Latino kids, who were arrested in the 80s, 90s? I want to say 90s. I want to say early 90s for allegedly raping, uh, uh, like brutally raping a young white woman in Central Park. And they were proven innocent. Like they were went to jail for like, I don't know, 10 years or something. And then... And then they were proved innocent through DNA. And when the Central Park Five were arrested, um, Donald Trump took out an ad in the newspaper, a full-page ad in the newspaper, supporting that these guys should be locked up, supporting that they be prosecuted, right? First of all, I don't know how that's um, even legal to, like, just go... But anyway, that's another or debate. His, or his fucking business. How is it any of his business? Let let the legal system, let the justice system do its work. Who are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should lock them up and love. And he called them like he was like um I think he called them animals or something. Yeah. Ten years later, DNA evidence proves that they didn't do it. They were all innocent, right? So they're released from jail. And I think the the guy who actually did it came forward and that's how they reopened the case and Right. And to this day, Trump will not 
admit that the Central Park Five are innocent. To this day, he thinks they're guilty, even with DNA evidence. So I don't understand when you see someone like this, why are you surprised that he would do any, like, why are you surprised about any of the other stuff that he would do? I'm not, I'm not, I'm honestly not surprised, but here is what baffles me. Every time something comes up about Trump, whether it's, you know, his failed businesses or like, um, his really poor character or like, you know, the 1 million lawsuits that are filed against him every year and all of that. I'm like, okay, so like, this is it for him, right? Like this is, this is where he stops campaigning and he tells everyone that it was a joke, haha, or, you know, or people just realize that he's a horrible choice and, you know, stop supporting him or whatever. But that's never how it happens. Like, even when I heard these recordings, I was like, holy shit. Like, this is, okay, Mm -hmm. this is Mm -hmm. deep. This is bad. This is the end of him. And And then two weeks later, everyone forgets about it and they're like, haha, oh yeah, Yeah. locker room talk. Like, but no, but that's not, I mean, I think you should be held... I I agree that politicians are, at the end of the day, human, and they have human flaws and all of that. That's fine. But I think you should be held to some kind of a standard if you're ruling a country of 500 million people. Like, that's not... And if you have have the nuclear codes, like, I just (laughs) don't want you around any sort of, like powerful force like no bruh just stay away he's i i don't understand like um i don't know but it's it's taken a a very funny turn like i was telling you earlier um people are justifying what he said in these recordings by saying oh it's just words and other people have said worse things which is hands down the, the stupidest argument I've ever. ever heard in any presidential campaign. Um, so I think it was on CNN or Fox, but probably CNN. Um, they were like the you know presenters and journalists and whatever were discussing this with one of his. Um, I want to say campaign manager, but I think she was like a, just a spokesperson for. Yeah. It. I'm, I'm not sure. Anyway. So um, they're debating this whole locker room talk situation and, you know, they're saying that it, how is it just where it's like, this is pretty sure that's illegal that he's saying he's, you know, he forces himself on other women. And this Hefa, who is a woman, no less, is like, oh, no, it's just words and whatever. You know, Beyonce was invited to the White House and she wrote. Um, when he F me good, I take his ass to Red Lobster. And I'm like, bitch, oh my listen. Oh my God. First of all. How do you, how do you compare? How is I, I force myself onto women because I can and I grab them by the pussy. How is that equivalent to, I take my husband out for a nice meal after, after consensual right. sex? How? In what universe? Also, Beyonce's not running for president. Like, Thank you. What? Also, is... can we talk about the difference between reality and fiction? Like, can we talk about the fact that a song is not like 
autobiographical. It's not historical fact. It's nothing. But even that's that. No, but like that's that's like saying, oh, but you know, um, I don't know, some guy in Missouri actually raped a woman. Bitch, he's not running for president either. Nope. Like, nope. Okay, I okay, but that's not the point. And that person is not running to rule the free world as you guys like to say that's not mm -mm. listen um and that's kind of a a pattern now because uh some other heffa on twitter i think she's also i don't know girl some person who works at fox news or whatever of course uh quoted um Nicki minaj like a line from anaconda and I guess it's crude. I mean, I I don't even remember it, but I don't understand. I'm how like, how this is that? How is that relevant? I'm sorry. What? Compares to a presidential candidate talking about how he can wield his in power and influence. How does this compare? I don't understand. Like, I just I don't get it. How do song lyrics compare to someone who is now running for president? And at the time, a very powerful man talking about how he's so powerful that he can sexually assault women and they can't do anything about it. I, I just, I don't, I don't. Where's the link? I go, the, the, the mental gymnastics are um, very strong with this Real. one. But it, it really made me laugh because I was like, girl, what? Like, are you really going to quote Beyonce? Speaking of, of, of like this normalizing attitude that happens when you say oh these are just words see well Beyonce saying them and Nicki Minaj is saying them this morning I'm scrolling through my timeline and I clock an ad by PETA mm -hmm. um, and their ad is grab a pussy adopt a cat today and I'm just like uh, are you dumb please don't do that are you dumb like real question are you stupid? How? Why? I don't understand. That's um, that's some really bad social media management. Like, I don't know who had that idea. It was like a full-on um, ad, Edifty, with like the words and huge, bold, just confident, loud and wrong up top. And then a picture of a cute little cat, like, <laughs> flipped over. They're like, adopt me. That's not cute, Girl. though. That's, Girl. that's not cute. Like, as if words don't mean things. As if words have zero power. Like, are you kidding me? Words words enable things is what they do. I don't know what else to say about this. But, like, I'm, I'm fucking tired of Trump being a douche canoe and nobody giving a fuck. Like, it's just, it's become so normalized. That we're all just like, oh, he did something stupid again. Oh, he's a fucking idiot. He's the scum of uh, like, you know what? You know what pisses me off the most mm -hmm. about this whole Trump situation mm -hmm. is that he he is as as trash as he is. I feel like when something like this comes out and people are talking like starting to debate this, is it locker room talk? Is it not locker room talk? Is it offensive is it not offensive is it okay is it not okay mm -hmm. why are we trying to do these like acrobatics for somebody who is the lowest common denominator why are we trying to get a person who is the part of the lowest common denominator as president 
This is a person who's going to be not only dealing with the issues of the country, but the issues of the world, right? And as you mm -hmm. said before, uh, we Americans love to talk about how we're the rulers of the free world, but do we really want someone who's the lowest fucking common denominator to be the ruler of the free world? What does that say about us? I, I, honestly, I honestly think that he caught his own party off guard. He did because I all these people now are freaking out. I honestly truly believe that this is this is not what, you know, they were expecting. This is not what they signed up for, but he's there and they're going to try to do whatever they can to make him president regardless of how incompetent I don't think so. But I feel Girl, like Listen, I just saw an interview of uh ben carson who came back from the dead did you see that no i said i don't i don't i don't know that i don't know that lady <laughs> i don't know who she is i, I don't I'm not, i'm not here for this listen no listen so right ben carson is interviewed on i think i'm gonna say cnn yeah it was on cnn i believe and the woman is like Do you believe that the women who came forward are lying about, you know, being uh, abused by Trump? Yes or no? And he was trying to do all these motherfucking backflips to avoid answering the question. And she's like, no, seriously, like, do you think they're lying? Yes or no? And his answer was, it does not matter. Wow. <laughs> That's excellent. It does not matter because there are more important issues to focus on in this campaign. He's just echoing Trump's Trump's fucking half-assed apology of like, oh yeah, um, you know, I said it, but there are more important issues like ISIS and Hillary Clinton's emails. Uh, right now we want to focus on this. Like that's that's how bad this is that his his party is caping for him despite all of this bullshit. That someone like Ben Carson, who used to be a very well respected member of the black community, um, you know, great doctor, amazing surgeon, all of that, would go on TV and say that it does not matter if these women were abused or not. Like fuck that shit what like i'm ben carson please go back to sleep we don't need your opinion on anything just 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 go back to your little prairie where you nap and then just just, just stay there i don't i don't need your presence on tv today or any other day I, I can't. In defense of the Republican Party, I do feel like there is a, quite a number of people who are like, holy shit, <laughs> this person is completely out of control and uh, no, we cannot support him. I've, I've, seen, I've seen plenty of things in the last, plenty of articles, plenty of tweets in the last week that show that the Republican Party is actually scared of like, oh shit. <laughs> We have a monster on the loose, and there's nothing we can do about it. Well, girl. Here's my question, though. Is there any way, has, I don't think it's ever happened in, like, the history of the United States, but can they, like, withdraw him at this point? Like, withdraw their support from girl, him? Girl, no. But that wouldn't really change anything, because um, when Paul Ryan was still kind of on the fence about supporting him or not... Uh, Trump was like, fuck that. I'm going to run as an independent because I have money. And that's pretty much it. Oh, word. Okay. So, well, 
I guess my um I mean this is this is honestly and I mean American politics in general are bullshit because it's kind of a forest of democracy and it's not really um representative of whatever people want but this is hands down the worst election since ever 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 pretty much yeah because um the fact that hillary is the better candidate is like (laughs) mind-blowing is is crazy i mean at least she's like a super competent boss lady but she is girl she's got her own she has her own demons yeah she has she has problems issues issues um, problematics <laughs> and a trash. horrible track record yeah. in and outside of the united states yeah. so like the fact that she's the more sensible candidate it's is scary mm, it, it's terrifying it's frightening yeah it's and i'm sorry for you as a u.s citizen that yeah. you have to go through this well, because <sighs> girl uh what was i gonna say Speaking of um, rape and rape culture and uh, language, I didn't want to mention this because it's obviously a troll and mafidai. Like, there's no point in like discussing something that's already just done. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about something else. Okay, please go ahead. Tell me this story because I'm not aware. All right, so this person, anyway, I'll, I'll cut to the chase. Um, this young lady uh, by the name of, uh, well, her Twitter handle is Shahdinator. She was t- tweeting about, I didn't actually see her tweets about rape or rape culture, but I guess that's what she was tweeting about. So this person messages her privately and says, uh, um, I personally don't know any woman who got raped, so I might not feel the importance of talking about it. It's fine. You can write whatever you want. But do you think talking about rape is nice? Bitch, what? It kills the vibe generally. Not mine. Talking about sad stuff kills vibes. One day you're out with your friend and then you're stop talking about rape. It's not nice in it. <laughs> Basically, telling her that she shouldn't talk about rape so much because... That's a bummer. I have nothing <laughs> to say to this person. I don't have anything to say to this person specifically because I like from their picture and and the history of Sudani Twitter in the last month. I think this person is is just like the same troll under a different name. Oh, so it's not about him specifically. But what I wanted to mention about this is the fact of this like let's not talk about the bad stuff because. It, it's a vibe killer. Oh, you're killing my oh, mood. I don't. Oh, you're killing my buzz. Oh, I don't. I don't do that, and I don't hang out with people like that. So I'm not. I can't relate. I'm sorry. Goodbye. Right. Here's the thing, though. I this is something that I have noticed. Um, Sudani, and specifically people of a certain age, like anywhere from like 18 to 30, I feel like there's a very big percentage of people who subscribe to that. That thought process of like oh well come on oh, i don't want to talk about that stuff that's sad and let me tell you a story right quick really a few years ago there was um uh, the gotha institute organized a poetry slam mm-hmm. for whatever reason i don't know why i went like i participated people were talking about love 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 mm. 
And then my poem was about skin bleaching. Girl. <laughs> right? Which I You definitely killed the mood. Or, like, I really thought it was a good poem. Like, I thought, oh, all right, I have, I have a shot. And it, the, the poetry slam was like, there were no judges, but the audience kind of, like, were the judges. So every, they, I think there were, like, five people in the audience or something that they gave these cards to. And it was, you know, one to five, zero to five or zero to ten, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. To be fair. Most of the people were performing in Arabic, and I think it was me and my friend, the only people who performed in English. And Mahim, that's not the point. The point is, I get up, I say my poem, I get zero. Aww. Literally. Baby. Every single person who had a card lifted it up and gave me a zero. So I'm like, (laughs) well, this is nice, right? I sit down. During the break, this guy comes up to me and he says, you know, um, your poem wasn't bad, but um, do you want to know why I gave you a zero? Not really, bro, but okay. I really don't care, but okay. And then he says, I gave you a zero because why are you writing about something so depressing as skin bleaching? Hold on, wait for it. Well, I'm, hold on. Okay. Um, to him, that was our most pressing issue that me as a writer and performer I should talk about is love. That's more important to him. But does he read? Than, you know, talking about the real shit that's killing my sisters out in the streets here when they're like slapping on this bullshit on their faces and getting cancer. I'm not supposed to talk about that. Because that's not important, and it's sad. I'm supposed to talk about love. But, but does he read? Has he met literature? <laughs> like, How is... What's mm. And this is the thing. Like I've had this experience so many times where, where the conversation naturally veers towards something a little bit more serious or a little deeper, and people are like, oh, God, you're such a... Oh, my God. And I'm just like, so when are... Who's ever going to talk about this stuff? When are we ever going to discuss... When are you ever going to form an opinion about anything? If every time you come up with a serious issue, every time you come across a serious issue, your first instinct is to fucking flee. I don't understand that. I don't get it. Okay, maybe, maybe um, like, I have a super high tolerance for Sudanese people but like I always tend to find excuses for all of their bullshit and I think that when your main concern when you wake up in the morning is um, did like the little yogurt and I go from inexplicably, you know, like you think about very basic things because life is hard in Sudan. Like I'm no lies. It's, um, and I agree. It's a bit I of a struggle agree. getting very basic needs. Um, so I think when that's your main concern, just like, surviving in these mean streets of Khartoum, you barely have any energy left to discuss other things like philosophical problems and like politics or religion or, 
you know what I mean? Or like skin bleaching, for example. Hey, I mean, trust me, I I understand that. Like, I understand that people are so preoccupied with the day to day that 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 takes up your all of your cerebral capacity. I get that. Yeah. But that doesn't fix. That doesn't solve anything. That's like خلاص ما خلاص دي ظروفنا. That doesn't mean that we can just. I totally agree. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm trying to find excuses for these Negroes and, you know, I mean, I understand life is hard, so I guess you don't really have energy to, you know, talk about the environment, but okay, boo. I just, I don't, I don't understand, like, these, your day-to-day struggle breeds other stuff. Like, all of this stuff is connected. It's not like, yeah, these are not isolated problems. These are all problems that you can link to each other so for you to say that like oh you know oh i don't want to talk about that stuff but you know life is hard enough already i don't want to talk about this yeah but life is just gonna get harder if you don't talk about that stuff because life is already hard and you're making it harder by ignoring all of these issues and then and then when it completely blows up Mm -hmm. and becomes like radioactive nuclear wasteland kind of situation then you're like Oh shit! How did we get here? <laughs> yeah, we yeah, we got here because all you want to talk about was love. That's how we got here. Like, so I don't know. Anyway, that was just that I had to get that off my chest because I come across that shit so often. And I just I was tired of it. Okay, well I hope you feel better. Moving on. Thank you. I do. Um, moving on to the national, the national front. Uh, do you want to hop on real quick and talk about this? Doctors strike. Um, sure. Cool. So, if you don't know, doctors in Khartoum are on strike. I don't know if they're on strike all over Sudan, but I know that doctors in Khartoum are on strike, um, and that created a, a very large discussion about are they justified in going on strike? Are they not? Why are they going on strike? Um, you know, what are the outcomes of this strike? I don't know. I only know of one particular outcome, which I think is actually pretty important. Mm-hmm. And it's um, that, yeah, are now allowed to treat emergency patients without who are like in the emergency room as a result of an accident or whatever without ornectomania. Ornectomania, if you don't know what it is, is like the police form that shows in Nukamfi accident. So if somebody gets stabbed, you need ornectomania. In the past, you would need ornectomania in order for the doctors to be allowed to stitch you up, do emergency procedures on you, surgery, whatever you need to do. You would not be able to be treated without ornectomania. And now they are allowed to do that. Which I think is fucking ridiculous. This is even an argument in the first place. For real. Like, so I'm, if I get shot in the stomach and I come in, I'm supposed to just sit and like stew in my own blood Pretty until much. a family member or a police or a shurti or a dabit igi Just like get get your Netflix and chill on. Yeah. You know, until, until people they get come together, like they may or may and not I'm do their sure job. That many a patient has died definitely because of that, and many a doctor has yeah. gotten reprimanded or gone to jail because or whatever because they refuse yeah. to wait to treat the patient. So, anyway, the biggest issue right now is that people, the general public, is not necessarily 
um, supportive of the doctor's strike. Okay, here's the thing. Besides, just just a quick point. I think uh, besides the ornectomania thing, mm -hmm. they also um, in some places got some medical equipment that was very much needed in these okay. hospitals because I think we should note that um, these uh, doctors are going on strike because of their own conditions as doctors, which is probably one of the hardest jobs you can do in Sudan, yes. but also for the conditions of the patients, the patients because agree. they do want their patients to you know, get better health care. Right. So, yeah, I, I think it's really important to note that this strike is not only for the doctors, but they're also doing this for the patients. Right. Because and as a doctor in a public hospital, you're basically a government employee, mm -hmm. but you also have to bring your own equipment, like, right. you know, bandages and stuff from your own house because there's nothing in the hospital where you work, which I think is like insane, insane. because what the fuck? Right. Well, that's what I was going to say is like us non-doctors, right? So the general public, yes, we have a lot of, you mm -hmm. know, complaints or issues when it comes to dealing with medical staff and and I won't I won't lie, we're justified. Like mm -hmm. me as a patient, I'm justified in every complaint that I make because there are a lot of problems. I agree. Um and not just in the fact that the hospitals are ill equipped or not sanitary or, you know, nurses are not well trained or it's uh, it's also in the doctors. Like if you think about Doctors are not necessarily very, very well trained. I know we don't like to say that because doctors get defensive, but hey, it's a fact. Not every doctor in the hospital is going to be a good one, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they have no bedside manner. Um, it's expensive. Uh, for the bigger, like, like, they work at a million different places. So they give you, like, this 10 minute appointment. And you, that you were waiting for for like five hours and you go in there for 10 minutes and the doctor is like barely awake and he just gives you like a prescription of whatever without actually listening to your full symptoms or even telling you what's wrong with you just like hands you a prescription and says go take this and that's it there are a lot of complaints to be made i agree however i feel like a good 60 percent of those at least are because of the system in which they work at least I feel like a good 80% of these problems are not due to the actual doctors. Like, I don't... Word. I, they can't be blamed for most of these problems. They already have... They have a tough enough job as it is without now having to deal with all the, all the obstacles of a broken system. Mm -hmm. And I understand that that falls on a lot on their shoulders because... Who do we, you know, who does the patient come in contact with? He doesn't come in contact with the administrator or the person who's making the policies. He comes in contact with the doctor. So he drops all of that. All of what we're feeling falls on their shoulders, which is unfair, mm -hmm. right? So I think that in that sense, all these people who are complaining about the strikes and, and this is, you know, it's unprofessional and it's unethical for the doctors to, to be going on strike when so many people are sick, when there's like an outbreak of cholera or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I agree. Mm -hmm. I mean, I see where that's coming Here's... from. I no, see where that's no. coming from. No. I see where it's coming from because it's coming from a place of fear as a patient. You're afraid because you, you know, you're out for your own safety and you also feel like these doctors have a lot more control than they actually and do. I, and I understand that, but as as someone who is not a doctor and who is not um 
you know, confronted to that environment. And I think the least you can do is at least try to understand why they're doing it. Because at the end of the day, they're doing it for you. They're not doing it to make, you know, more money or they're just trying to better the conditions in which they work, which would eventually benefit the patients. And the thing is, people who are saying, um, you know, it like you said, it's unprofessional, and how can they, how could they do this? And like people are dying. First of all, um, they were still working for emergencies. Like if you came right. into the hospital with an emergency and you were about to drop dead, they would treat you because, the, you know, the, these are people who took an oath. And then if if you don't push for a change how the fuck is it gonna get better like i understand that you're afraid because you know maybe you have a family member who's ill and you're scared that they're not going to be treated or like i i understand the personal concerns of people that they have raised and all of that but like inti aslan why am i saying inti i'm thinking about one specific person but she wasn't the only one that's really that that was shade sorry my point is um you spend your whole life complaining about the healthcare system in sudan and someone has to change it and it has to be from the inside and this is the only way that the doc- these doctors found to better their own condition and their environment so they could give better treatment to these patients. If we go on strike, you know, people are going to be upset and they're, that's not, that's not how change happens though, girl. Change happens with sacrifice. Yeah. There has to be some kind of sacrifice to be made for in order to change to take place. And this is a sacrifice that they thought would lead to the most benefit. And it's true because it has worked. Like, I mean, they've, you know, there has been mm-hmm. improvement because of the strike. What I was going to say was, I understand all of these concerns. I get them completely. However, what I want to say is, a lot of us don't realize that the doctors have just as little control over the system Mm -hmm. as we do. So we think that they have the power to make things better, or they have the power to, you know, and they're just not doing it. When in reality, they are just as lost within this system as we are. And that is why the only way they had to make any kind of change was to go on strike and say, listen, exactly. Th- like this is happening. We can't do this anymore because. Right. And the other thing I was going to say is that I've also seen quite a few complaints of like, Oh, they just want more money and blah, blah, blah. So what if they want more money? Do you know how much a doctor gets paid? A doctor at, 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 at Mustafa Hukumi. That's, that's legit though. They don't, and that's if they get paid. That's if they get their monthly salary. And they don't get paid shit. Like a person who, not an akhisai, like a, a general doctor or like a resident, gets paid pennies. They can't make a living mm-hmm. off of that. And they work all these incredible mm-hmm. hours. They have gone through all this education. Yeah. That they have to continue going through in order to stay relevant in their field, right? Or to stay But just that, like... But that wasn't even their main complaint. I know. It wasn't like they they had more 
basic demands than, than better salaries, which is crazy. But even if it was, even if it was one of their most basic demands, they're totally justified to do that. Like, yeah. these, you forget that these people also have families that they support, also have themselves to support, also have to, you know, they ha- they want to continue their medical education. All that stuff needs money, y'all. Like, I don't understand why we're complaining that they want more money. Not every doctor gets paid shitloads of cash like that's just not Mm -hmm. the reality of most doctors well especially not in sudan and especially not here and that's why again that's one of the reasons why these you know even these big specialists have to like work Mm -hmm. five jobs he like teaches at three different universities he works at two different clinics he works until two three o'clock in the morning and then he has to go teach at eight o'clock in the morning like Mm -hmm. and and then that leads to their behavior the the way that they treat their patients i'm not saying that they're justified in doing that but there's a reason why it's happening so i feel like people just are missing the bigger picture it's very easy for us to focus on the detail that affects our lives without looking at this is what's going to happen in the long run if these people do this now yes it's inconvenient for all of us but at the end of the day this is what you know something positive is going to come out of this and it's going to make it better so that next time we don't have to worry about this specific thing or these this collection of things so you know and also i i i think part of um their you know complaints and demands was that um a doctor in sudan is basically wish but in a system where he has absolutely no control over anything Anyhow. like you know hygiene or like I, i don't know like having a competent staff or any of that and the thing is um because of that they do get a lot of backlash for shit that's usually not even their fault and i'm not dismissing you know medical errors and obviously there's doctors who are completely incompetent and but like when you're because there i don't know there was some story about this like circulating on twitter and the guy was like you know when you're a doctor and bidibulek um zol who's already dead and they expect you to like bring him back to life and when you can't and you tell them listen this is like and you call the time of death that's not that's not what you signed up for that's not your job that's not you know that's another thing i don't really i forget to think about the fact that doctors here are like in With an imminent threat of, like, a beatdown. Seriously. Like, why is that how we deal with things? I think it's because we don't have a a, a, a good legal system. We don't have a good justice Probably. system. You like, can't sue a doctor yeah. here. And that's why you have to get it how you can, yeah. which is usually to beat him down. But, I mean, true. I think it's, you know, it's a very complex issue. And to be honest, I think what the, them striking is a very brave step. Mm-hmm. Um not only for themselves but for us as well because at the end of the day us as patients we're you know we're benefiting from them one putting themselves further if you wish and with fact and two them putting the, their career at risk mm-hmm. you know their livelihood at risk they're they're not working therefore they're not getting paid um and this is all for you know the greater good so so kudos to them And I hope that, you know, something good comes out of it. Word. And for all the people um, 
were, you know, who had a lot to say about the strike and not in the most positive light. I just say, if you're not a doctor and you don't know anyone, you know, personally who's a doctor and you don't have doctors in your family or whatever, just maybe take the time to be better informed about why they're doing this and what conditions they work in because I guess it's really easy to throw stones when you know you're not in that position and just look at the policies that's you know that's all we're gonna say just look at just look at the policies Mm -hmm. that are put in place and see how you know see how that might affect (laughs) their work maybe that'll give you a better a, a different perspective than what you're seeing word um uh yeah anything else i don't know that's about it that's all i have to say about that um yeah same cool there was something else that we were debating that we should may or may not discuss but i guess we decided not to which is the whole uh nate parker and birth of a nation debacle no but not today i don't i don't want to do I don't want to do that. Well, maybe some yes sir, yes ma'am, son. Yes, yes sir, yes ma'am. Do you have Do you have anything? I have a yes ma'am. Okay, I have a I have a yes sir, sort of. <laughs> Not okay. really. Go ahead. Um, my yes sir goes out to a actor slash model, Godfrey Gao. Hey boo, hey. hey. <laughs> he's um I believe he's Taiwanese and mm-hmm. he's gorgeous and that's really the only reason why he's my sir. <laughs> well, all right then. He's currently my wallpaper on my phone and you know, he just gets me through things. Like just looking at him Girl. gets me through the day <laughs> slash week. Perhaps even month. I don't know. He's been I on my phone you. for three days now. And it's been you. it's been helpful. Every time I open my phone, I turn it on the screen. He's just there to give me a stern look of, you can do this. And, you know, I appreciate that. So, thank you for existing, well, Godfrey Go. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's my yes, sir. All right, then. Yes, sir, to you. <laughs> um, my, on a completely different note... My yes, ma'am, goes to uh, Yusra Al-Bagir, hey. who is a finalist of the Thompson Foundation Young Journalist Award yes. for 2016. Sudanese excellence come through. Um, girl, that whole family is Sudanese excellence. Yeah. You go, girl. Keep doing what you do. We are extremely proud of you. Very. And that is my yes, ma'am. Oh, also... I have a second uh, yes, ma'am. Okay. On recommendation of uh, Amin. Yeah. Shout out to Amin. Uh, his yes, ma'am is Issa Rae. I don't know if you guys know her, but she is. Black girl magic. <laughs> That's what she's, she is. She's fave. Mm, she is. Uh, so she used to have. Um, like uh, was it a web series on YouTube yeah. called Awkward Black Girl? Um, and now she stars and produces uh, a new series on HBO called Insecure. And I just watched the first episode yesterday, and it is quite promising. It's good. I mean, it's good. It's good. Um, I'm kind of scared that 
going to HBO from YouTube is kind of, I mean, it's, it's delicate. Like you probably lose a lot of, you know, liberty with the writing and everything, but so far it's good. So I don't know. Um, well, since, since we're talking about Isuri, I am going to go ahead and shout out someone else. Okay. Uh, I have another yes, sir, for, well, not for him specifically, but like the whole series. For Donald Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino, <gasps> oh a.k.a. the main character, Earn, in a new series called Atlanta. I haven't watched it. Is it good? Girl, I, I am. It's oh my God, it's so good. It's so, so good. It's it's incredible. It's It's the bomb. I am not going to lie. The the writing is amazing. The characters are really well nuanced. Like they're super subtle and they're not into the whole stereotype thing and all of that. They're they're, like, it's, it's good. It's really good. Well, okay. And the thing is, I'm really sad because the episodes are really short. They're like 20 minutes and it comes out once a week. Like, what the fuck? You're like, Do I have come to on. wait a week for 20 minutes for? But it is... I gotta go. Uh, yeah. Mm, please do. Speaking of recommendations, I watched uh, Ava um, DuVernay's 13th. Oh, I'm not, I'm not a, ready. You're not ready. Um, no. It's a Netflix documentary on the 13th Amendment, which uh, is the amendment in the American Constitution which freed slaves, so guaranteed everybody's freedom. But they talk about in the documentary how the loophole in the 13th Amendment is actually what helped birth the um, prison industrial complex, which mm-hmm. is basically like how prisons in America, first of all, America has the largest number of people behind bars in the entire planet. So anyway, the, third, the, uh, the, the film explains how that came about and what the ramifications and the impact of that is on American society. And honestly, if I, I recommend this to, for everyone to watch, um, especially people who have a very rosy view of America, because this gives you a very big rea- dose of reality. I don't think there's anyone left out there who has a rosy well, view. Well, hey, I think they, you know, they've taken. If care you're of out that. there, this is especially <laughs> for you. Um, however, I think if when you do decide to watch it, please one, don't watch it alone, <laughs> and two, um, make sure that you are strong within yourself, <laughs> um, because. Mm-hmm. It's practice self-care word. It's sad. It's not sad. It's devastating. That's what it is. It's devastating. Girl, I've, I've heard things and that's why I'm saying I'm, I'm, I'm not ready. Like, I'll, Yo, I'll do it in my own time, but I'm really not ready right now. It starts at like the two minute mark mm-hmm. and then just goes down, like just plummets until the oh, end. Damn. There's no happy ending in it. It's just... It just keeps getting worse until the and and there's one point I was telling somebody I was like I just wanted it to end, I just wanted it to stop. I didn't want to know anymore. Okay, well that's not happening right now. I can't. Mm-mm, no. Yeah, it's painful. Not today, girl. But it is a must, 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 must watch. Okay. So, you know, get your strength up. Right. <laughs> Practice self care for like three months. Rack it up, and then. 
and then go in there. Yeah, um, if you have a yes sir or a yes ma'am, or you know you have a recommendation for something that people should watch or anything, uh, or a recommendation for a topic, trash or otherwise that you want us to discuss, please let us know. Hit us up on Twitter at NSNM Podcast or through the hashtag NSNM. You can also email us at nosernoman at gmail.com. Our email is collecting cobwebs because y'all don't give a shit, but you know. <laughs> no hurt feelings. <laughs> it's all good. Like no us. pressure. Yeah. Um, and on that note, uh, yeah. Okay. I don't. I, don't, we'll, I, we'll I think. Um, oh. Um, yes, please go. I ahead. have one more announcement. Uh-huh. If we, uh, not if we, we are trying to um, change up the intro and outro music on our podcast. Oh, yeah. So if you are a producer um, of the music variety and uh, you have a track for us that you think we could use that goes along with our, you know, trash collecting and exposing vibe that we have here on No Sir, No Ma'am, please send it to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have our contacts. And yes. Also, please keep in mind that we're poor. So if you're going to give it to us for free, that's cool. But if not, then no thanks. Word. Um, <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> goodbye. No, wait. I, I, no, wait, wait, wait. Okay. I have to. I, I mean, I already tweeted about this, but just in case you missed that tweet, mm-hmm. let me please rub it in. I am going to see uh, Chance the Rapper on November. November 21st. Okay. And I hope bitch. you all die of jealousy. That was unnecessary. That is, yeah. <laughs> that was very I'm going unnecessary. To enjoy that black boy magic. Girl, I am like, that is literally going to be the highlight of my year. Please. Yeah. Okay. You know it. what? Like, you know what? Let though? me, let me be extra. You deserve it. Let me, you deserve it. You've gone through this. You've gone through enough <laughs> this year where you deserve that. <laughs> Word. I, I need this in my life. All right. Anything else? Uh, that's pretty much it. Okay. All right. Well, bye, guys. See you next week or something. Goodbye. Ma'asalaam.